Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cohen II, and with me as always is... Is uh, Sesame and Carta. Oh, so you're going to continue with this name. Yes. This may actually air before the other episode, but we recorded another episode <laughs> earlier where Matt decided that his name is now Sesame and Carta. Yep. Get rid of I think you should record under that name, like as your music name now. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. That's the thing. I have so many different names for like my music that like it's hard to like get anywhere because like I'll release like three songs under this underneath this name, and then it's like I need to like coalesce this stuff. Well, it know? worked for P Diddy or whatever his name is now, Diddy. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing, though. People knew who he was, though. So oh. <laughs> random people, like, sometimes I'll release stuff from my real name, then I'll have, like, a, a fake name. I think you should go by mom. Sesame Diddy. And, um... Well, you know what? Sesame and Carta could be also somewhat related to the Gator Smoke um, yes. identity, you know? If you folks listen to our, uh, our Loki <laughs> breakdowns, you know of Gator Smoke. Um, so anyway, so today on the show, we are covering the third episode of the, um, Marvel Disney plus show Hawkeye, um, the limited series. Um, it's, uh, entitled Echoes, originally aired on December Echo, 1st, Echo. on December 1st of 2021, um, directed by Burton Birdie, um, and uh, written by Katie um, Mathewson and Tanner Bean. So, um, what did you think of this episode, Matt? Uh, you know, I, I liked it. Um, I, I like episode one and two more, but I, I did like this episode. I thought it was it was a good uh, halfway point, you know, for the series or season. Yeah, I mean, it It was. I mean, I think a little bit of this, my, my issues with it, which uh, I might get into as we break down the episode, is uh, I think a lot of it is, like, for a show that's only going to be six episodes, it seemed like nothing happened in this episode, really. It, yeah, it was... Uh, I so, mean, a few, so a few, they're not gonna there were a few... Two. Uh, they don't know yet. They haven't announced or anything. Okay, I mean, all right. But, but what I'm saying is, like, for a season that's only going to be six episodes at least... It's like you're to the halfway point and 
we really haven't, I mean, we, we, we've encountered certain things, but it's like not much has happened, you know? Yeah, it was, it was not my favorite of the, yeah. of the three so far. So, I mean, I did like it, like I said. Okay. So anyways, um, we start out with a, with a, uh, flashback to, um, the character of the character of Echo, well, at least that's what she'll become known as in the future. Um, Alakwa Cox's Maya Lopez. She's uh, the deaf commander of the tracksuit mafia. But when she was a kid, um, Darnell uh, Besaw plays her as a young kid um, in this episode, and uh, we. Um, we meet um, her, her dad, and stuff. First, we start out with her in school. What happens there, Matt? Uh, she's uh, basically reading lips. You know, she's uh, doesn't really have. Just interesting. I've, I watched it twice, and I, I noticed I'm like, they don't have like a person doing like sign language, like. It, like I just seemed kind of weird to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, they don't have an interpreter so yeah, at the school. I just seemed. I don't know. Um, uh, so she's you know reading the teacher's you know lips. Well, the teacher did come by, and the the word interpreter was there, but I didn't see anyone in the no. classroom. So I don't know. But um, so she's she's basically shown that she's kind of a little bit ahead of the curve of the other students, like intelligence wise, because she pretty much did the assignment on her own like all at once and like uh, the teacher came by to make sure she was paying attention but then she saw that she had already written down all of the answers and then she drew a cool cute little dragon figure you know and the homework or whatever yeah there's a there's there's a there's a definite dragon like you know um motif going out throughout this whole thing yeah um, so, anyways, we, we end up, uh, seeing, like, sh- sh- she's, uh, you know, a really well-trained, uh, martial artist and stuff, we find that out, um, we also, um, where she's able to basically mimic people because of her, you know, enhanced abilities because of the fact that she can't hear, she uses her sight to, you know, mimic people in a way. Um, Which calling her Echo seems kind of weird um, because Echo is an auditory thing, yeah, not a visual thing. So. <laughs> I mean, that might be on purpose, though, too. You know, yeah, it could be. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool name, but yeah. The um, so so, anyways, her 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 dad is killed by uh, what appears to be Ronan. We don't know if that's Clint Barton's Ronan or somebody else. You know. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, we also, uh, at one point, um, we see the hand of a guy with cufflinks and a suit who is referred to as Uncle. <laughs> and uh, we hear a little laugh that sounds a lot like Vince D'Onofrio's laugh. <clears throat> so I'm not saying that it's going to be Kingpin. <laughs> but I think it's going to be Kingpin. I mean, it's so obvious. I mean, or it could just be a complete 
fake out, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's the he's the ruler of the the you know the trench wow not the trench coat the the trench the, uh, the tracksuit mafia wow not the trench that no, we're not talking about Columbine here no um, uh, <laughs> please um, no <laughs> no no uh, yeah I mean it has to be him there's no other way it could be anyone else but. yeah and in the comics he did raise her after her father passed away so it yeah I mean yeah. so many hints that it would be weird. And um, so we get this whole. Uh, we go to the present day. Um, we're back to where uh, Clint and Kate are basically have been kidnapped by the uh, by the tracksuit mafia and uh, and and by Maya. And, um, so they're, they're inside what I thought was like a warehouse, but it's, it ends up, it's actually a big KB toy store, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of, lot, lot of, uh, motifs and stuff here about like, you know, children and things of that nature. And, you know, we, we see like, uh, you know, the loss of innocence when it comes to the fact that Maya lost her dad. And we also have the uh, echoes of it with Kate losing her dad when she was young. Yeah. And uh, a parent figure that basically might be evil. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So there's a lot of similarities between Kate and Maya, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think... I think Maya is probably a little bit older than Kate. I'm thinking by maybe like five, ten years, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, um, there's but there's definitely similarities in their, in yeah. their, in their, in their lives and what happened to them. You know. Yeah. Um. So it, it, it's it's interesting because um. So um, basically. You know, they're in this KB toy store. <laughs> yep. And, um, like I said, there's this whole, like, you know, childish fantasy sort of thing with the fact that they they could have placed this anywhere, but they placed it in a KB toy store. Yeah, of course, exactly. With Christmas being nearby and all that stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, there, there is this whole... <laughs> There is this whole thing where it's like about family and kids and things of that nature and like the 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 echoes of the similarities between the two characters of Kate and Maya. Yeah. Um So uh Barton manages to uh free himself while they're there. Um, there was also a funny thing. This whole dragon thing, too, is interesting, which is another thing about fantasy, I think, too. But we do know that dragons are real because we saw Shang-Chi. Yeah. Um, but there, there's this funny thing where one of the guys in the tracksuit mafia is talking to Kate and talks about <laughs> how he bought his girlfriend tickets to go see Imagine Dragons. Yeah, exactly. Imagine Dragons. So yeah. It's like. You know, imagination, imagining, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, they really are, um, pushing the dragon thing lately. Yeah. Um, uh, because of Shang-Chi, because, you know, we do know, and, um, 
I don't know if this is true or not. I read something. I can't. I can't find it anymore. But I had read that there or heard that there was a Marvel character that actually was a dragon that came from like a planet of dragons. Like they, that. That was like the normal people. There and might like, be. I don't know. There's there so many characters. Like, <laughs> it was like such a peaceful society that the character kind of got bored with that. So then it moved to Earth, and then and then. Basically, they also had the ability to shapeshift, and huh. the, the working theory was that the people who live in Talao might actually be part dragon, like which would make sense. So that might be the reason why Sean has the ability when he uses the rings that they they're orange colored instead of blue, because that actually may have been originally for people who have like the dragon blood in them, not just any old ran- rando who picks them up, which is. Could explain why, um, uh, I forgot his name. When when Wu, you know, he, he uses the reins in a very almost basic way. Like like those reins are so much more potential than what he's using them for. You know, like he's just using them like a whip. You know, like nothing really, you know, special. Um, yeah, it's so, like yeah. The other thing too with dragons, I mean, dragons are like creatures in almost. You know, they're various different cultures, whether it be European or Asian, mm-hmm. but there's also like dragons within the mythology of uh, Native American culture, too. And and yeah. Maya is a uh, Maya Lopez is a uh, Native American. So, you know, there could be in that within her, you know, whatever tribe she comes from or anything, too. There could yeah. be a history of dragons in that, too. So, yeah. But anyways, I just thought that I did think that scene was kind of funny, mm-hmm. though, kind of a character developing thing where Kate is seriously, she know it's like, these are bad guys, but in, and, and the bad, and, and you also get the idea that these, uh, these, these bros in the, uh, tra- tracksuit mafia are just basically kind of like, you know, muscle for hire, you know, because yeah. he, he's sitting there and they're having like a normal conversation about relationships and shit, you know, it's just like, yeah, I, know. I thought that was, that was kind of cute. It's like every, everything good. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> And um, it also shows that, you know, it does show that Kate kind of cares, too. You know, it's like, <laughs> even though she may yeah. or may not have killed one of these, some of these guys later. But anyway, so. Um, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it was him. Yeah, who knows? No. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> the um, So, so they, they um, there's like a, a big uh, fight scene because Clint ends up freeing himself. Because they they were tied to these like uh these little uh um I don't know they they were like those bouncy horsey thingies you know yeah the thing you put a quarter in it's like yeah. a like a carousel type thing mm-hmm. oh yeah and you said before too that they put him on a unicorn and that's to prove that there's an anti masculine agenda or something like that you know it, yeah I've I've read that somewhere but yes yeah, so, yeah. Play on a unicorn, but they put Kate on on the rocket, which which implies that there's also a transgender thing going on. So like they're like, oh, we put we put Kate on the rocket, which symbolizes the penis. So we're like saying, hey, she should become trans, but become a trans male. And then we got, I mean, this is, <laughs> <laughs> I think what it is, is joking, people I'm are reading kidding. into it and giving her more power, and the you know, it should. It, I'm it, not kidding. If I go on YouTube, I'll, I'll be able to find at least one video where they say that. Oh yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> um, so the uh, 
the um so um basically um during the fight um there there is a point where um Maya does say to to uh to Clint that he relies too much on technology when it comes to his hearing mm-hmm. because he does have a hearing aid and then we have during the fight where she steps on his hearing aid and breaks it Ooh, yeah after it falls out of his ear um so um they uh so so Bishop uh, is freed too Kate is and then um the pair escape the tracksuit mafia to get uh Barton's hearing aid fixed eventually but there was like this really cool um I mean kind of cool uh car chase scene where they're they're being chased they they end up taking instead of taking this uh really cool um old uh I think it was like a Dodge Challenger or something yeah they uh they they get in this like jalopy of a car <laughs> that was out there but uh Clint first tells her to drive because he wanted to like you know shoot arrows at people but it ends up being where he ends up driving and she's stuck shooting the arrows <laughs> yeah cuz she didn't know that he you know couldn't hear her yeah you know, because of the hearing aid situation and so know. they've got like all these weird arrows um one of them which is a <clears throat> one that shoots like this kind of like purple play-doh gel sort of stuff at them um yeah which is weird but yeah. anyway so Roger. Then we we have a at one point we do have a Pimtech um arrow which uh is kind of weird, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a and it's able to uh make something bigger. So it shoot it at yeah, another it shoot it at another arrow and uh make that arrow bigger and it drops on uh drops on the uh tracksuit mafia guys. And and oh, what was the name on the side of the truck? Oh, or on the side of their van. Yeah, trust a trust a bro. Yeah, trust a bro, it's like a, moving company or something. Yeah, it said smile. You're moving. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, they uh. Anyways, uh, that that sequence was interesting. What do you think of that sequence, Matt? Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, like I said, you know, this episode wasn't my favorite. I mean, I know I had a lot of action in it and stuff, but uh, the 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 trailer kind of made it a little bit more um, like that scene where she's like, "Oh, you're telling me there's actually um, more dangerous arrows than that, or something like that." Um, like that was like in the trailer. I, I was thinking that was going to be maybe like in a later episode, you know? But um, yeah. But it, it was all right. I mean, I, I do like the fact that we we see more arrows that Clint has because so far we've only seen him have like regular arrows and like explosive arrows. We haven't really seen like the weird gel stuff or the gas or the plunger thing for whatever that is used for, um, or the random the USB ones. <laughs> the USB well, the Oliver Queen used all that in a lot of you know arrow episodes. You know, you just you know, so that one's. Yeah, the USB yeah. one was uh we, was used in uh what if so. Oh, was it okay? Yeah. <clears throat> but um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So um, anyways, we've got um, 
they escape and then they end up uh they end up in a really cool scene where they end up on the subway mm-hmm. and then they're sitting here and they're on their way to go get the thing fixed and um obviously Clint can't hear Kate and she's saying all this stuff and he's basically repeating what she just said like it's his own idea it's like we should probably check on the dog <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, people been cooped up all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was kind of cute. Yeah, and and it did kind of create this whole like echo sort of thing. Um. Anyway, so yeah, like yeah, literal echo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so you do see the echoes going on throughout the whole episode. And there was a really sweet scene at the uh, at the apartment where um, Clint can't hear. And uh, his kid calls him. And uh, so he's got it on speakerphone and uh, Kate has to like basically write down what the kid was saying so he can respond to him. Mm -hmm. That was kind of cute. And it kind of also gave you a little bit more of a feeling of like, you know, what, you know, what's at stake here for Clint where he's trying to get back home for his family. And uh, also, kind of lets uh, lets Kate know that too, you know. Yeah. So, um. Anyways, um, dur- during uh, when they're moving to another location, the tracksuit mafia and Maya and everything, um, Kazi, who is like her right hand man, he advises Maya not to get in trouble with her uncle. Mm-hmm. So that's another, you know. Another uh, nod there to the uncle character, who kind of, you know, it kind of implies that she's not the head of this thing. There's a, you know, there's another bigger, you know, <clears throat> fish or fisk, as it might be, in this situation. A bigger fist, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah there's, there's always a bigger fisk. Command. Yeah, Wilson fisk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's always a chain of command for these things, and I bet you... If you even go further, there's probably someone even above Kingpin somewhere along yeah. the line, too, you know. Or Kingpin might not even know it, but there might be someone who's pulling the strings that he doesn't even know. Yeah. You know, so, and then there's probably someone above that person, you know. And, it, it, it'll it be interesting to see. And, I mean, I think that there's going to be some reveal here where Eleanor, Kate's mom, is somehow involved in this situation, too. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be something like that going on. Yeah. Um. So, um, so they, they have that cute little scene with the son on the phone. Then they go and they get, uh, Clint's, uh, um, his, uh, hearing aid fixed. Um, so intending to, uh, learn more about the tracksuit mafia as well as, uh, Jack Duquesne, um, Bishop convinces Barton to infiltrate Eleanor's penthouse <laughs> and use her uh, her security company's uh, account to look up Bishop Security Criminal Database. Mm. Um, she ends up being locked out of the system while attempting to bypass security. They do look up Kazi, and he comes up in the system. But the fact that they were even able to do any of that just proves to me how fucking bad this security system must be. 
<laughs> you know. Or TV convenient, you know. It's just... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's probably TV. Well, she... Maybe because she's, she's worked there mom, her mom's company for a while, so maybe she knows some ways to bypass certain things or whatever. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> but, yeah. It still seems... <laughs> yeah. Kind of convenient. Um, do you want to take a quick break here, Matt, and we'll come back and we'll talk about the rest of the episode? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guest every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry you can find us on apple spotify pretty much wherever you get your podcast hope to see you there and we are back okay so um so, so we we end the episode where they're in the they're in the penthouse, and um, Clint's uh, you know amazed by the you know how big it is and everything, and looking at things, and he's looking around at all the swords and everything, and then he's walking around by himself, and at one point hears something, and uh, Jack comes at him with a sword, and that's how it ends. Yeah. So, which is interesting because like every episode has ended. Pretty similar to this <laughs> so far. Yeah. Where it's like every episode ends with somebody surprising somebody. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or like, a reveal. The last of episode a... was like the best scotch thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting. Um, so, um, yeah, but overall, I liked the episode. I mean, it's not my favorite of the three, but it was pretty good. Um, so, um, here's some, like, Easter eggs I found online about this episode. Um, so, about Echo, um, in the, in the uh, like, uh, in the montage of Echo's life, we see her easily defeat a male boxer. Um, I guess the same thing appears in... Uh, in the comic book Daredevil number nine, yeah. so um, in the uh, in the comics, Echo's father, who is named Willie Crazy Horse Lincoln, um, he was actually killed by Wilson Fisk and not Ronan. No, and uh, 
And so uh, the part of about him leaving a bloody handprint on her face as uh, he died um, was loyal to the source material, albeit in a different spot. Um, the um, There's a, a blue hand turkey that we spot in Maya's childhood bedroom when she uh, talks to her father. Kind of foresh- foreshadows this bloody handprint, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Willie refers to Maya as his little dragon, which, uh, um, and it, it's, it's interesting because, uh, that was also Bruce Lee's nickname. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, um, so the uncle is obviously references to Wilson Fix, who is in the uh, comic books. Um, as who raises her as her uncle, um, even though he mm-hmm. killed her father, but she didn't know that. So, um, in the comics, <laughs> so, uh, the, um, right, yeah. the, um, so, uh, basically, in fact, there's a conversation between Echo and her father about in this, about being deaf in a regular school and the existence of dragons. Um, so, um, it also kind of, uh, might be a kind of a play on the fact that, um, you know, the next Netflix Marvel universe isn't necessarily connected to this universe, but we're probably going to somehow connect them here, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's like, you know, they're in another, another, uh, you know, dragons are dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so is Kingpin, and he's from another world, as Dragon right. Warrior, you know, so it could be a lot of, you know... Yeah. Yeah, um... And plus, too, she said, you know, can dragons learn how to live in our world? So it's like, you know... Yeah. Can, can they make these worlds, you know, these narrative worlds, you know, come together, you know, type of thing? And we're going to get a lot of that in the multiverse of Madness and yeah, Spider-Man exactly. and things like that nature that are coming up soon. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, we, we, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, we finally get the name for pizza dog that, I mean, which is the name that's in the, uh, comic books for the, for the dog. So. Which is pizza dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, um, it's more of a fan nickname for the comics version. Whose original name oh. was he was Arrow. <laughs> Arrow. Uh, oh, oh, uh, but uh, by the way, don't don't feed your dogs pizza. By the way, it's not good for yeah, them. No. So and uh, um, so Clint ended up changing the name to Lucky um, in the comics. So Lucky the yeah. Pizza Dog. So um, <laughs> is what fans call him. Um. So so the 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 hideout of the. <laughs> Of the tracksuit mafia, as we said before, is a is a former KB Toys. Um, the um, thing I find funny is like, so the the ball pit that they fight in at one point, mm-hmm. those balls should have been really dusty and maybe not taken care of, and I don't understand why it's so. Anyways, yeah. so. Uh, or maybe they filled it up with fresh because they play there. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. You know, 
they they ship in fresh, you know, ball pit, you know, toys or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, um, and that was a huge fucking KB toy store. I don't know if there anything like that actually ever existed in New York, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah well. <laughs> um, so in the comics, Kazi, who is played by Frey Free in here in this TV show, is a character known as the clown in the comics. Yeah. He's a mercenary hitman who, uh, came to the United States after a traumatic childhood in an Eastern European country. Mm. So, uh, so far here he's being played as uh, like Lieutenant to Maya. Um, mm. But we'll see if he ends up, you know, going down a darker path where he becomes this, uh, he, in the, in the comics, he wears like a mime outfit mm. and he's known as the clown and kills people. Um, <laughs> Wow. So, um, there is a point early on where Clint, um, is asked by, it, it says that, uh, that Ronan is dead and asks, uh, and, and, and is asked who killed, uh, killed, uh, who killed Ronan. And he says Black Widow, which isn't really untrue because it was Natasha who stopped his killing sprees. In the uh, in Endgame, yeah, or was it a uh, Infinity War? Whatever, one of those. Uh, it was Endgame. Yeah, it was Endgame. Yeah, I, was, I get all those confused. So, <laughs> yeah, that was it. Was Endgame? Um, so, um, anyways, uh, that's pretty much what I found here when it comes to like, uh, you know. Um, Easter eggs. I'm going to give Den of Geek some uh, credit for that because that's where I found most of those. So, um, some on Slash Film as well. So, there we go. So, anyways, so, um, yeah, any other final thoughts here, Matt, on this episode before we wrap things up here? Uh, nope. Any speculation nope. Of, as to what's going to happen in the next episode? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be revealed that, uh, that Jack was um, Clint's mentor. Yeah, kind of like how he was in the comic books. Um, I don't know if he's gonna be the same swordsman, you know, from the comic books or anything like that. Like yeah. a hero or whatever. There might but, be some um, kind of connection, at least. Yeah, so I'm not sure if if they're gonna recognize each other, but then like not acknowledge it in front of everyone else. So they're just kind of sort of like have a secret yeah. understanding. They know each other type of thing. I don't know. Because um, at one point, um, I don't know, I'm not, not sure how they got this footage, but it showed um, Kate and Clint on, on one side of the table and Jack and um, what's her mom's name? I forgot her Eleanor. Name. Yeah, Jack and Eleanor on the other side of the table. And like, they're basically like trying to explain like, what was going on, like why they yeah. were together, you know, or something. I don't know who, who had the footage, but it seems like it was at least a couple episodes away. So I'm not sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in a, it, it was in a preview for one of the upcoming episodes. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Or like in the trailer <laughs> for the main show in general. So, so yeah, I'm not sure if they're going to actually publicly acknowledge that they know each other or if they're going to have like a conversation in like secrets, like, Hey, you know, I know who you are. I don't, you know, you know who I am. Yeah. Type of thing. 
I'm not sure, but I guess we'll have but, to uh, wait and see what happens there. Yeah, so that would be kind of cool. Um, still, still not sure if Jack is really a villain or if he's just a guy. You know, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I do think there's going to be some kind of reveal there, like you said, about Jack. Um, hopefully quickly, because we've only got, you know, three more episodes. Three episodes. <laughs> yeah, so. I know, yeah, I know. They, they should really make these shows like at least eight episodes, not six. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. Um, it seems a little bit... Not enough. It just I mean, it sometimes been, sucks yeah. though because they do have a lot of episodes on some of these shows, and honestly, nothing happens. <laughs> it's yeah. like you know, it's sometimes you're just spinning wheels for a while too. So maybe six is good, but it did seem like this episode was really spinning wheels too much. Um, Literally, yeah, yeah, <laughs> with a car chase. Anyways, um, anything else here, Matt? Before we wrap things up. Yeah, I just want to play a little tribute to the Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Um, okay, before we before we be, before we end with that though, just make sure you check out alltoorealtwo.com and our uh, give us a five star review on anywhere you can. But until next time, here's Matt playing a song. Yeah, it's called um, Hawkeye and Pizza Dog and and Kate Bishop. Okay. <laughs> That's the name of the song. Uh, beautiful. So, beautiful, yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one 
All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now.